What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers, and this episode, we're going to be doing something a, a little special. This is going to be an exciting episode. So typically, you know, with, with this new format, I already know what I'm going to be doing at the end of the month, right? We're going to be talking about everything that happened the previous month, but you know, in the middle of the month, those odd episodes, I don't always know what I want to talk about. That was the case last month, whenever I was driving to South Carolina, I was like, well, fuck, when I get to the hotel room, I better come up with something. And I found myself in that position again this month where I was like, what the fuck am I going to put out for the middle of the month? Well, I reached out to Big Mike over at Bury the Gimmick, Main Event Wrestling. Me and Mike recorded a podcast for his show, Bury the Gimmick, early last month. That was like a year-end awards kind of thing. And that episode has yet to see the light of day because Mike's been super fucking busy between balancing booking for main event wrestling. He, you know, does everything, not just with main event wrestling, but all this other shit with the the independent wrestling network in general. He rides a fucking ambulance the other half of the time. And then the very little bit of free time he has left, he's going to school to get his real estate license. So my boy's busy as fuck. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, how about this? Instead of you putting out this episode in two or three months, whenever it's super outdated, (laughs) I think we've still got a little bit of time left on the shelf life. How about I put this out as an episode of Main Event Heat? And he was about it and sent it to me. I have not listened to it yet. This, uh, as, as I am recording this intro right now, I have not gone back and listened to anything that, that we did on that episode just yet. I'm not going to hear any of it until I edit it. And, uh, a reason that I want to point that out is because I've been, I, I've been kind of candid on this pod before in the past about my, my certain love for a plant that just so happens to have its own holiday in the third week of April and, uh, specifically of the edible variety. And right before we started doing this, maybe a half an hour before we started this podcast, I I ate a a pretty sizable edible. And I think it actually kicked in during the show. Like I think at some point during the recording, I I actually say, Oh, there it is. There, there it goes right there. There goes my census. But uh, so, so I'm, I'm all over the place in this one. I probably ramble like fucking crazy in this episode. Mike probably does too. I don't remember a whole hell of a lot, but if there's one, thing I do remember from this episode, and it's one of the main reasons that I I wanted to to get this out sooner rather than later and put it out as an episode of Main Event Heat, is because we recorded this, I think, literally days before Jay Briscoe passed away, and at one point, I can't remember what the context is, but I started putting over the Briscoes because of their ability to not be on TV whatsoever, but still sell the importance of their matches. I think I was specifically noting the matches with FTR, and I brought up those those Twitter promos that they would do, and I found out that while high, I think I do a pretty decent impression of Jay and Mark Briscoe. Now, like I said earlier, I have not gone back and listened to any of this. It might sound terrible, and if it sounds bad enough, I'm just going to cut it out. And we're going to pretend like this little conversation here at the beginning of this episode didn't happen. But I, I think it was pretty good. And, you know, I was such a big Briscoes fan. And and I definitely, I wanted to get that out there. You know, uh, it was just a little bit of a tribute that I paid. You know, fuck, dude. I think it was maybe a week before Jay passed away. And, God, that still doesn't even feel real to this day. It really doesn't. Um, anyway... This is a fun episode. It's it's a lot of where we go all over the fucking place. We both say some some pretty outrageous shit. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. This was my interview 
on Barry the Gimmick with Big Mike, where we talked about our own special year-end awards, and here it is. That's how I feel. Like, I I feel like I spend so much time, like, working on wrestling. I don't want to go to wrestling. Like, I get invited to go to wrestling shows. Bryce will be like, hey, you need to go to this PCW show. It's in Covington. And I'm like, ah, it's like two hours for me. Do I want to? Well, before I got in that, I mean, shit, dude, I used to drive <clears throat> no less than at least two, two and a half hours to go to Larry Otto shows before I started working for them. Yeah. I mean, I fuck, I dude, I drove to, um, I drove to Charlotte a few years ago for the first ever fucking New Japan USA show. The last show I did, um, like that wasn't a main event show. Okay, so it was uh, the Battle Slam and Terminuses, yeah. but that was because we were... We were trying to work on those. Well, no. No, I wasn't. I was... Uh, uh, they were using our ring. And oh, yeah, that's we, right. We, we went and set up the ring for them because, uh, hey, Baron, if you're listening to this, you're fucking lazy, <laughs> and you can't set your own fucking ring up. We should have oh, charged you yeah. extra. Yeah, fucking tell him. Yeah, fuck you, Baron. I ain't yeah. ever had no problems with you, Baron. We all right. No, man. no, no. I mean, Mike fucking hates you though, from what it sounds no, like. No, I don't fucking hate him at all. I like Baron Black. He's a no cool guy. You can't set up the but, ring for shit though, Baron. No, no, no. It was it was goofy. It was goofy. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna have some boys come, some young boys will come set up the ring. So there's Dwayne and I sitting there chilling, just waiting. And we're like, dude, we're not gonna sit here all fucking day. Like and at some point, it was like an hour later, and nobody had showed up. And Dwayne was like, "I'm fucking setting this goddamn ring up." <laughs> Damn it, Baron! I'd say something. This was um, the first time Baron really was on my radar. Um, was whenever I was working with Championship Wrestling from Atlanta doing their music. We had, you know, they only did three sets of tapings in Atlanta, so there weren't much in the way of feuds, but, like, the one, like, real feud that we had was Baron Black versus Lord Crew, and they had, like, like one one uh, set of tapings they wrestle, and, like, I think Crew lost by, like, disqualification, like, because he knocked him out or something, and there's yeah. another one where, like, the, the next set of tapings, Baron lost by disqualification or something, and then we finally had, like, a blow-off at the last set of tapings that we did, so it was, like, the only story we got to see play out, and it was actually really fucking good, dude. Some of the backstage segment shit that they filmed with, uh, with Lord Crew and Baron was so awesome. I'm excited to have Lord Crew come in and work with us. Um, he's a man he he's he's got like you know i mean you've seen him and shit. He, he's like a fucking biker mm-hmm. right and he really he that's kind of i guess that's kind of like his gimmick like bare knuckle fighting biker and i mean he he definitely he definitely works fucking great like he works that character very very well like i've seen shit dude uh first time i ever worked with crew we were there was a the Ascension was on the show and uh, Connor's uh, actually a buddy of mine. Now I watched him after the show, putting crew over to his face about how much he loved his look and everything about him. And that's just, that's a, that's a, that's he's a damn good wrestler, dude. Yeah. Whatever happened to the other member of the Ascension, like I see Connor or whatever he goes by now, Con uh, Con working, you know, he's impact. He works TSW a lot. He works a lot of Indies, Mm -hmm. but the other dude, I never see him. I don't know what's going on. I know that, uh, I mean, they don't always like from what I see, I know Khan takes, he's always taken solo bookings 
and Vic, yeah, it's usually either they get booked as a team or or I don't I don't think I ever or he really doesn't get Vic booked at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, because I don't think I ever really seen him get advertised as a single. You're right. I don't know. I mean, I think he's got a podcast right now. You know, if he's taking a break or something, he might be talking. About. I mean, these those brothers are old, dude. They're in their early forties. You know, yeah. a lot of guys hanging up by the time they're that their age. I I want to hang it up when I hit my forties. I want to hang it up today. Feel <laughs> <Old> fat. <laughs> I fucking feel that. I just want to go sit on the beach somewhere for the rest of my life and get baked. Dude, especially after 2023, I'm going to be so fucking exhausted. I'm going to be praying for early retirement. But this episode, we kind of wanted to do an end of 2022. uh, Not really awards like here's the gala for the award for best dick sucker. That's Bro, what kind of book throws a fucking gala, especially one that's going to take place in Canton, <laughs> Georgia in the middle of January? What kind of mark does that? <laughs> but what we're doing is we're just going to talk about in, in, in independent scenes, as well as the professional scenes, who had, who, who are some of the best, you know, who, who are the bright spots of, of, of wrestling? I mean, because we've had some bad spots. Rob and I have both shot all over that, but we're going to talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff to close out 2022 and to go into the new year of 2023 with, with a fresh start in wrestling for both he and I and wrestling. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. Thank you for uh, giving me a couple hours heads up so that I knew it was then that time to take the edible. It has now officially kicked in and, uh, and I like your podcast because I get to do this which I would I would never do this on my podcast because I have like respect for what I do, but I'll come on your podcast and fuck this shit up all day long. I'm totally oh, man. That. If 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 you guys listened to 2021 and 2022 of Barry the Gimmick, you knew that 90% of the time I was pretty fucked up myself. So I mean, that's why I like this show, man. I, I would never do this on my show. <laughs> Yours is yeah. a serious show where you're like very serious about the wrestling, and we kind of like it. Like off. I don't feel like it's like <laughs> I I don't intend it to be that way. Like I I want like I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I'm just kind of just talking, you know, just yeah. having like that that one sided conversation, and and I feel like I even because while I'm talking, I'll notice I'm smiling every once in a while. So like I figure like that I I'm saying something funny or lighthearted, but then I you know have to go back and listen to it as I edit, and I go, wow, what am I like fucking some news reporter or some shit? Like what the fuck is this? Yeah, you you are one of few people I can sit through an episode and listen and then be engaged with one person is talking. I appreciate because, that because that is not easy to do. No, it's not. You can do it not only with your podcast. And I know I've said this before, but if people are new listeners, you can do it with. Rob, if you don't know, Rob Weathers is color is color and and uh, play by play commentary for professional wrestling. He's done it for um, the Outlandish Paradise, Zicky Dice's stuff. He was the puppet. If nobody knew that, he was and is the puppet. And- I will say he is motherfucker. <laughs> he is the- there's gonna be some changes to the fucking to the contractual agreement before I do that shit again. But no, I keep he, putting me over. He that. is the puppet. He is the the basically the voice of main event wrestling since we started really pushing our TV tapings and which we really didn't push TV tapings until now. But when we started filming, Rob started as play by play commentator and he went from doing it by himself to doing it with a, with, with a mad dog redacted. (laughs) redacted. That's fine. Don't worry. I don't, I don't bury the bastard. He's got enough. No, no. 
No, 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 no. He did it with Mad Dog, and you know, Rob can carry anybody to a solid conversation. Hell, he carried me. And uh, look, and then he went, and then he had his best with Road Dog, the WWE Hall of Famer Jesse James. You can go back and watch that on the IWN app or on YouTube for Main Event Wrestling. They have that there. You can watch them. Rob had he shared the commentary table with Road Dog. That was fucking sweet too. <laughs> That was that's about as like I'm I'm almost bothered that that happened so early in my career because boy that might be the peak <laughs> it <laughs> might be, peak. be all fucking downhill from here. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. And then you know he also does commentary on the Impact Plus app for Lariato Pro Wrestling. The um, only the only person who has been on every episode since episode seven. I think they're at like 15 or 16 on the app right now. I am the only constant from episode seven on. I had not only with main event, have I now had three broadcast partners. I had probably four or five in Larry Otto. Yep. Yeah. They, they're everybody's still trying to find somebody to sit next to him because he's that damn good. I don't think that's what it is. They might just be getting tired of my shit. No, <laughs> oh, no. I'll, it's... I'll tell you what a big thing was. And this is, I, I, uh, I feel like this is kind of spoiling it. You know, it's not no big deal. But uh, how we used to record the shows was it was me, Bob Keller, and Brett Wolverton. And Brett Wolverton would also ring announce. And we just recorded and we had one of those little handheld recorders we set on the table and yell into that, which could be kind of tough because, you know, Bob keeps the fucking recorder close to him and he's screaming directly into it. You can't hear me or Brett for shit. But um, the new setup that we have, shout out D Money, where you, we use a uh, homie D Money to, uh, film our, our our shows over there now at, at lariato and the setup that he has he actually has headsets and he only has two so kind of the the change was lariato brought in like this local kid named jackson that they want to like build into like their future guy and so he has to be on commentary and if me and brett are there brett's a way fucking better ring announcer than me so i'll just do commentary so that's that's why things are as different as they are right now just because of the equipment that we use well i mean hey you got to do what you got to do man and also he does it for uh xp wrestling i think xp wrestling explosive pro yeah i've been doing that by myself and uh that's you know what man i i i i like what they, I mean, if, if you've ever seen any of the XP stuff, you know, they, they do the themes with all of their shows. And yeah. I think that that's I, I like the idea they have and they've got a pretty ambitious plan for the next few shows. Oh. We've already got like the next three shows already kind of set up and booked. And I, I like the theme idea. And it looks like, you know, the prob- a problem I've had with the shows that I've done was, you know, outside of the poster and some preview videos, none of it translates on the actual show. It's just wrestling matches. But it looks like now they're actually going to start incorporating what they do and all the little backstage shit or whatever. And they're actually going to start incorporating it into the show. And I'm actually, I, you know what? They're a little thing. You know, they're, they're, they're easily the smallest promotion I work with right now. But I'm, I'm excited to see what they got come up. It's, it's interesting shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, down in Lions, Georgia, if anybody yep. wants to check them out, XP Wrestling, cool little spot. Also on YouTube. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure, man. But always oh, check out. Am I rambling as bad as I think I am? No, no, not at all. Okay. It feels like I'm talking. It feels like this has lasted for like an hour already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 12 minutes. That's I just, just noticed like I'm that. talking. I'm just like, why does my throat feel warm right now? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Rob here is, you know, he spent 2022. If you don't know, he's got the podcast main event heat. 
he he goes and he would watch the AEW, WWE, the pay-per-views, the, the big matches, the big shows, and he'll put a little quick review up on his podcast. That's why I kind of wanted to bring him on and let's talk about some of the top worst top and you know not so top moments of 2022 in professional wrestling. And uh, so I I you know I, who who dude who who would you say in your opinion was the was the best promotion overall? Overall, and it's and it's for. Uh, I wish it was for a better reason, but it is still a. Unfortunately, it's something everybody should be doing, but just don't. The best I have to say, Impact, and it's not because everything you know, every show was blowing everybody out of the water or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I mean they do have good shows, they do have good talent, but it's because of consistency. Maybe yeah. that has to do with you know filming a month's worth of shows in one day or whatever it is, but. I don't know. They just, there's nothing is ever like, I would argue very rarely is something ever like amazing. Like, Oh my God, this must see TV going on an impact, but also very rarely is anything like super fucking bad. It's always at least serviceable worst case scenario. It's serviceable TV. And with any of the other promotions, you can't say that. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I I that was the first promotion that came to my mind too, for the exact same reason, the consistency of it, the fact that you don't like you said, there's nothing bad you can really say about impact. You know, oh, they're they're wrestling in front of two hundred fans. That's what they want. It's they a hot want, crowd. I've they been want, I've been there in the yep. fucking crowd and it is a hot fucking crowd. They they want to keep it that way and they, they focus on filming for their TV show and putting out their content, putting on quality matches that people care to see. Plus they've got phenomenal talent like Trey Miguel and Mike Bailey and Josh Alexander, Moose, and then you also sprinkle in, you know, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer in there, Zicky Dice, who's your personal friend. Johnny Swinger's in and out around there. Plus, their women's division, in my opinion, is the strongest in professional wrestling. I think like two or three years ago, it absolutely was the strongest. I, you know, it's kind of wavered a little bit since then, but they still have some very, very talented women. In- I think they book their women better than anybody else. Absolutely. No, they absolutely that, do. That's what I should have said. Not strongest, but the way they yeah, book that. Them. No, better than any promotion that's not like specifically a women's promotion. Like maybe yeah. Wow has good booking. I don't know, but uh, no, yeah. As far as you're, you're 100 right. As far as the booking goes, AEW's is up until recently was non-existent. WWE's is very much hit and miss. But yeah, Impact storytelling whenever it comes to the Knockouts division is very, very fucking good. I mean, fucking, uh, I think it was last year they had their own little awards. Deanna Parazzo not only won uh, Female Wrestler of the Year, she won Best Wrestler in general. Yeah, you know? much deserved too, you know. Absolutely, she's phenomenal. Great talent. I mean, I, I so I completely agree with you on Impact. I know some some of our listeners will probably, you know, would go, oh, AEW, WWE, go watch Impact Wrestling. You know, go watch it and then come back and try to submit an argument towards what we have to say. You can't. There's no yeah. argument to be made. I mean, what we said was consistency and the overall solid booking of the women's division. The yeah, it is, it is for me. worse. It is worst case scenario decent. Yeah, exactly. Know? And that's and that's what makes it solid. You could say the same for you could have. I'm not saying you could say you could have. Halfway through the year, you could have made the same argument for MLW barring the women's division because they have none outside of like sporadic, you know, appearances. 
but they fell off. You know, they quit airing their stuff for six months. Weren't they like supposed to have a TV deal with Vice that just never happened or something? I I don't know. I know yeah. they got that BN Sports deal, but I don't. Well, know they had TV. something going on with Vice. I think they're supposed to have a weekly show airing on there, and I think it did air there for like maybe a month or something. But and then what? They're on Pro Wrestling TV now, huh? Yeah, the Pro Wrestling TV app. That's where you can watch. Plus, they put it on YouTube. They kind of do the similar thing that MEW does, where they pop it on the IWN app as well as YouTube, um, just to keep it going, keep things relevant. Because, like you and I both know, not everybody's going to download one of the 500 wrestling apps, but everybody has YouTube. Yep. I would uninstall the IWN app from my phone if I didn't need it. (laughs) Uh, I have no comment. I. I have is no what it is. I'm shooting, bitch. <laughs> so uh, going into that, who would you say was the rookie per se? Who who are some of the top rookies? So I I thought about this for a while, and I couldn't really come up with anybody that's really like like a like first year in wrestling rookie. Yeah. Um, I thought of like I one of the people I definitely thought of who was kind of in her first year with a promotion, uh, and it's actually for the first time ever getting a lot of exposures. Masa Slamovich over in, in Impact. Yes, yes. I was there because um, it was her match. She had a match against Deanna Parazzo as a free agent uh, at Knockout Knockdown or whatever they called it. I was there at that show, and after the match, which was fucking fantastic, Gail Kim came out and offered Masha a contract, but she didn't really debut until like earlier this year. And her booking was done really, really well. They started with an undefeated streak angle, but they made sure to end it early so that, you know, it didn't paint her in a fucking corner like everybody else that's had a fucking undefeated angle, including some other people that have one right now. But, uh, yeah, and and she just consistently puts on great fucking matches. She's super believable. If if you don't have a scene on Impact, go watch that and just type in Masha Slamovich on YouTube. And you can find one of her 500 indie wrestling matches. She wrestled and, a bear when I was at uh, the second Outlandish Paradise show in Dallas. WrestleCon. She wrestled a fucking bear. She pulled a Tracy Smothers. She <laughs> stretched that bear. Stretched that fucking bear. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly want to bring that gimmick back. Like, I want to bring back wrestling a bear. And because that shit is hot, bro. If. <laughs> Look, how many rednecks here in Georgia, here in the state of Georgia, if you're listening to this, think about the state of Georgia. Think about southern rednecks, Alabama, even Florida, you know, the swamp people would go, baby, listen, the wrestling's in town and on the poster, they got this dude and he's going to wrestle a bear, a bear. So I got to be ringside. A lot of them. I swear to God, I know my family will be there. I would argue that. I kind of don't want a venue full of those people. <laughs> they pay, my man. <laughs> but they're actually they're, they pay the price of admission. That but, ain't that ain't gimmick buying people. No, they're also the ones who chant USA at wrestlers who aren't foreigners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop this podcast right here. If you are a wrestling fan. Please do not chant USA at wrestlers. It makes the entire like it just it's just stupid. Unless it's unless you it, it is the actual gimmick, like the if hacksaw the Jim Duggan comes out to the fucking ring, you can chant USA. Yes, if that's the gimmick. But if you are just doing it because you are a bigoted asshole, 
even though the only guy, if, if say it's a situation where one of the guys of the match is from the USA and the other one isn't, but the one that isn't is the fucking baby face. Yeah, yeah. USA. Yeah, like like literally the heel is the American, but you forced the hand of the wrestlers to switch places mid. Just enjoy the fucking wrestling. Enjoy the story. Don't be a fucking idiot. I'm and off maybe, my rant. Maybe the fucking wrestler that you're chanting USA for doesn't know the difference between his fucking a headlock and a wristwatch. Yeah, we're shooting on that. We're gonna <laughs> go. It is what it is, brother. Don't <laughs> fuck my fucking main event up. Yep. You know? Moving on. Rookie of the year, I like Masha Slamovich. I couldn't I sat there and I thought um I was gonna go with uh in 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 WWE, I was gonna say uh I don't know. It's hard because there's no real rookies there. AEW is really similar. A lot of the people they have coming up, everybody would say Jade Cargill, but to me, she's not. I don't. She kind of is. I mean, she got started in 2021. Yeah. She's um, got, to me, I just don't like her. I, so I actually was talking to my wife about her earlier. I love everything about her character and her look and all of that. Not the best promo, but, you know, they have fucked around and put her with, uh, with managers before and that's helped her. Um, but I, I love the the whole package. She just the wrestling wrestle. still is not there. That's you know? that's that's my only knock on her. You know, I'm I agree. She's got the look, she she's got the attitude, she's got the gimmick, she's got the booking to make her a star. She just can't wrestle. And yeah, it's it's very the matches are very like you can watch it's it's like watching somebody fuck with a Jenga set. Like she's like being so careful getting into certain holds and everything. And it's still, you know, it just some people, I don't know, man, it's weird because I don't want to say, I wouldn't say that she's a bad wrestler, but she definitely does not have the skill of a main event star. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. But who I the fuck, what do I know? Goldberg fucking went undefeated for like 170 matches. He was dog shit. And then mule kicked Bret Hart out of existence. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Because <laughs> every match you had after that was fucking amazing. I'm sure Bret Hart still had a few more bangers left in him. <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's horrible. Fucking Goldberg. And he's still assigned to... You know, Bret's got to be sitting there at home. Every time Goldberg has a pay-per-view match in the main event for the championship at WWE going... That motherfucker. <laughs> he goes to one of those places. You ever seen those places you can go to? That's like a room full of glass objects, and they give you a baseball bat and just let you like swing on everything for like twenty bucks. Bret Hart goes to one of those every time he sees fucking Bill on TV. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like one of them suicide phone booths. And I wasn't gonna. Look, he's not <laughs> dead. He's trying really. to swatch his fucking card and it <laughs> won't go through. Motherfucker. <laughs> he's clearly not fucking dead. So no. <laughs> No, he's not going there yet. Yet. But Bill Goldberg supposedly signing a new contract. We shall see. That's so dumb. We shall see. He's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, calling it now. Just fucking with y'all. He's not. If he is, I'm it, Vince McMahon is running WWE again. <laughs> I'm not convinced he's not. I'm not he's convinced. He's I talked about that on my podcast this week. I said, that motherfucker's got to still be booking some of this dumb shit. I know what he ain't booking, and that is the the bloodline storyline because that with Sami Zayn is pure fucking gold. Oh, we'll talk about that. And later. there's no fucking way he's booking that. But yes, we could talk about that later. Oh, I got, so, I, got, I, got I got some I got some ammo for that one. 
botch of the fucking year. Oh, I got two. I want to. So I, mine aren't like aren't like moves or anything. So if you have any of those, do yours first. Mine are other another thing. Okay, so botch of the year for me personally, uh, just the overall NXT 2.0. Mm. I know that was 2021 going into 22, but for me, it was the a transition lot of, hasn't been seamless. Yes, exactly. And to me, that whole transition and some of the things they did, things are really getting better, but I think they're they they just they, they screwed the pooch there, you know. It, it needed a change, yes, maybe we can all argue that William Regal said it needed to change. Did it change the right way? Well, the change is it's being pussyfooted around. Like you yes. saw, like very like like the first act of business was the gold logo, but they still had all the fucking graffiti shit. You know, just yeah. now with the gold logo on top of that doesn't mix with it whatsoever. So everything like it's been pussyfoot. Like the changes. Like I was watching NXT with uh, my wife the other day. It's that and AEW are the only shows I actually catch a lot of it anymore. But I was watching it the other day, and I was like, there's still like pretty much every time they went backstage, it was so fucking cringy. Yeah. Like the matches for the most part are are good, especially considering most of these people are in developmental and are developing. Matches are for the most part decent, you know, but like a lot of the backstage stuff is still so fucking cringy. Yeah, I I agree. The the situations were like I just don't understand it. Like like you change to 2.0 and then it's back to NXT, but nothing's different. Like the booking isn't really why the fuck does one of them kids have a fucking bar? She's like 21, 22, whatever the fuck. She has a bar, and she's going to wrestle for the fucking title for her bar next week or some shit. I, I missed it, I guess. I've been, I've been out of the got loop a bar, The week. one that's hanging out with fucking um, uh, Bull Buchanan's kid. She got oh, a fucking bar. oh, yeah. She got a, never mind. This isn't the time and place. She, she got dumps, that. too. I don't, I don't, I'll say it. She I'll say it out loud. I'll say it enough on Tuesday nights when I'm watching the show. <laughs> She, she yes we we can agree on that um but no yes. like a lot of the backstage shit's just dumb like it was at least dumb and entertaining whenever every backstage segment was look at this horny male wrestler trying to fuck this horny female wrestler like <laughs> at least like that shit was cringy but at least it was entertaining you know yeah. it was fucking hilarious but now it's just weird it's it's an odd thing and then the the character changes like Axiom. I don't get, I don't get the, I don't, I, what I don't the like fuck they did they do? Off a, they ripped off a fucking character from Chikara. What the fuck did they do to Reggie? I don't know. Oh, the fucking script Schism or whatever his name is. Script? Oh, yeah, yeah, stupid. script. With the fucking streamers coming off his head, look like my two year old put it together. That dude's ruined. In art class. Like, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? That dude has no chance. He's fucked. <laughs> His career is over, dude. That's literally, I've seen that and went, who's running this? This dude, this like, dude, who, okay. fucking start doing cartwheels to the fucking unemployment line. This motherfucker like, is not working much longer. Like who okayed this for television? Like, that's why I'm like, I'm not saying it's a move set for botch of the year, but it's just the whole situation just botched it for me. And, and, you know, I enjoy watching it, but I don't, I don't know. It was weird, but for move, um, I there's a lot there's a lot on AEW move wise there's a lot on WWE move wise, um, but for me the biggest botch was the one that Ridge Holland did that put Big E on the shelf, yeah, broke his fucking neck. Fun. I mean you everybody can say what they want about that big dude, 
uh, in WWE who tried to jump over the top rope completely. Oh, fucked dollar up. bill, whatever. It's oh, top it top quarter or whatever. You know, holla holla, top dollar. Yeah, he uh, he he hit that move and botched it. You could say that, but to to me, it didn't cause a possible career-ending injury, in my opinion, like Ridge Holland did. Which no hate to him, it could happen to anybody. It's just he he got brought. He, it was another Vince McMahon. He got brought up too soon. He should have stayed in development for a way for. I mean, the guy wasn't clearly ready, but they they did put him with Sheamus and they brought up Pete Dunne and you know they they played his strong his strong suits. They don't make him talk. They just make him the muscle of the group and he does a few shoulder tackles, a few power moves, and Sheamus does the rest <laughs> or Pete Dunne. Hey, I, I'd, I'd be the backup quarterback any day of the week. Yeah. So, hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, player. Man, but for you, what are your botches of the year? Uh, first one is uh, Ronda Rousey's whole fucking career. <laughs> she's just such – dude, she's oh, like – she was already dog shit, and now it's so much worse. And what's driving me nuts – is like people I, I I have seen people on like Reddit or whatever say like you know I went back and I watched that first Ronda Rousey match at WrestleMania with fucking Kurt Angle and Triple H on them and I remember really liking it when it happened when I go back and watch it now I can really see that fuck that is just everybody else making Ronda look so good I I knew that the fucking second I watched that match I could tell that exactly what that is she's dog shit she was dog shit and now she's somehow worse and I feel like she gets worse and they give her a microphone? Yeah. Is that not wild to you? That's horrible. Not only is her career a botch, but the gimmick they've got her with the black fucking face paint, and she... It, Everybody's a fucking Viking now. Yeah, it's... It, it, yeah. Looking yeah. Every, I get it, Rhonda. I play God of War 2. It's a good fucking video game. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. But she's not good in the ring. Dog you shit. Know, dog shit. She doesn't understand ring you know like ring psychology she doesn't get it and she's she been there long enough yes yeah, yes that's, that's the thing she's exactly five six years now she's been in professional wrestling you would think she would pick up on something wwe has to understand that maybe that card has been played and it is time to you literally let walk your best female performer barring becky lynch and now she is sitting somewhere possibly showing up at wrestle kingdom we don't know i don't think i'm gonna go and predict that it's like a video package at most i i don't i think she's just gonna be in the crowd i know I, she know they're that they're not gonna put her in the crowd but something, you ever watched the wrestle kingdom a few of them they're it's kind of putting her in the crowd. yeah it's weird now that i think about it that's not happening video package possibly it's just weird that they, they but she's their champion ronda rousey is you know i agree with you I, I, yeah, she's just so bad, and I just wish she would stop. I <laughs> there was some promo that she did in Baton Rouge that made me want to fucking throw up. And it's just, oh, I fucking just God, she's so bad. Speaking of also just as bad, my other my other botch that I wanted to talk about is CM Punk being himself. <laughs> That's all he had to not do. He just had to just go to work and just not be Phil. That's all he had to do. Like he could have just not spoke, and it would have been perfect. But he had to be him. He had to be that guy that we all fucking knew he was. <laughs> and he ruined possibly and ho- honestly, hopefully, because fucking three strikes are out, bitch. Hopefully ruined his whole career. 
I know I've heard people talk about him potentially going to WWE, and I'm like, that's yeah. Considering the main guy he had beef with is the guy is in that charge. writes the show now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't see that happening. My favorite but, picture in the world was uh, whenever CM Punk got his ass whooped in that first UFC fight. Fucking Triple H took a selfie watching the fucking fight, and he's got like Punk on the ground behind him, and he's like smiling at his camera. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. CM Punk's such great. a dipshit great that's awesome yeah so that's that'd be botch of the year i just i he just had to not talk yeah just to anybody yeah Yeah. so let's move on to uh promo of the year like what would you say would be your promo i've got two that one um the uh, that i can't think of a whole lot of them this year but that one with uh the bloodline Whenever uh, they were all facing hard cam, but Roman was like standing up in front of them a little bit more. And then like Jay and Sammy are like arguing with each other. And then fucking Jay says something about like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks. And then the camera like catches Roman and he like sharply looks up and the hard cam zooms in on him. It's such a beautiful shot. Wasn't a whole lot of talking that happened after that, but man, that was just so fucking good. That was the one where Sami Zayn said that he's not feeling oozy. That wasn't that one. That wasn't that one. That was okay. before that one. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Any, well, anything we could talk about it more, but anything the bloodline does for me is gold right now. Mm-hmm. But not, I wouldn't say anything. But what I, for me, I've got two. The first one would be. Uh, oh, I do have one now, actually. What we're we'll go ahead with it. MJF. The pipe, his his yeah, pipe bomb. Where fire me, off. fire me, you fucking mark. That that was mine. That was one of mine. That's my. Yeah, I, I just remember that. I was like, was there any like really good ones? And I was like, MJF had to have had one, right? And then fire yeah, me, that one. Fire mark, me, yeah. you fucking mark. That was. I rewound that and just kept watching that so many fucking times. I love yeah. that promo so much. Yeah, that promo was. It. He is single handedly keeping AEW relevant. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, I am going to say that he is the best thing in the main event scene. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. He is. For sure. He, that promo for me was like, everybody thought, is this a work? What is this? You know, and it, and it was, but that promo for me was like, okay, this guy's got to win that belt. He's got to be their guy. He, if they don't, they're, they're really fucking themselves because he is that promotion for me he he's the best thing they've got um i'm I'm tired of seeing john moxley i don't really care to see kenny omega do anything right now but mjf if he's on tv i want to watch it he's that fucking good and my other promo is cody rhodes coming back talking about winning the heavyweight championship giving it to his dad things like that that to me was a good was was one of the best in my opinion i'm going to tell you why i don't agree with you there and it's cynical because ever since the Silver Spoon promo in AEW that he did, which was an amazing fucking promo, after that, he found out the perfect way to do a promo that'll get the reaction he wants every single time. He starts off slow, talking a lot like this, and then at some point, he gets a little bit more excited, and then he talks about his family, and that makes him cry. And then he yells something really loud, and then everybody cheers. It works. It's all <laughs> ever since Silver Spoon. That was the first one. 
And now all of them are just that. And I love Cody. I fucking adore Cody. Still one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. But it's the same fucking promo every goddamn time now. <laughs> it works. It works for Cody. It worked for me. Oh, I got another one that I thought of. Not It's not a specific promo. It's every time that the Briscoes film a promo on their cell phone at the fucking chicken farm. <laughs> Those are the fucking best ever. <laughs> They're my favorite thing in the world. Every time I'm scrolling through my feed and I see one of those, they're in the fucking barn or some shit. And then you got Jay just talk to him, chicken. You fucking tell them sons of bitches, whatever the fuck he's talking about. I don't know. It's so goddamn good. FTR, I'm going to whoop your fucking ass. Whatever. The, it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, man. It's so crazy how those two guys are such talented wrestlers. And you got Mark in the back. Don't be, you ain't got to swear all that much, but he right. We coming for you, boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yes. They're so good. Oh, they will never make it in like WWE, but That's God, true. they should. They've made it. You know, they have made it and they are. One of the top time Ring of Honor tag team yes. champions. Yep. And what? Oh, oh, botch of the year. The Ring of Honor rebranding by a by Tony Khan. I don't want to beat it up any more than it's already been beaten up. Yeah, I, we don't have to go any further. We can just say that there's still uh, a chance we can the, make it happen. I'm hopeful. I can fix it. <laughs> the 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 uh, the Ring of Honor logo is dog shit. The uh, the fact that you ruined. It's champion Gresham is dog shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we just found out that Gresham was an asshole, and this is just what it took. We'll see. We'll see. I, I like Gresham. He's he's never he, he, he never done me no wrong, but you know, I mean, if you came and told me, hey, you know, that guy's actually a raging asshole, I would believe you. <laughs> Considering who his wife is, he would have to be. <laughs> who I know for a fact is a raging asshole. <laughs> I know for a fact is a raging asshole. Uh, you know, no offense, don't hurt me next time you see me, uh, Jordan. Uh, but or hurt me, I don't care. Or, or yes, hurt me. I have to call you mom. Maybe I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know. She's there's not a lot of women who are bigger than me. I'm taller than her, but she's wider than me, and that's not. No, not anymore. Oh well, she she lost a lot of size and just it, it, she's got just the weirdest looking body now, dude. I think she's I think she's extra juicing. Like I think she's just whatever the, it says to take for a dose. She's, she's taking it. like twice that. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird the way she's proportioned. But hey, I'm not gonna shoot on her anymore and her body size because that makes me a misogynist or whatever. Jordan's cool in the ring, but as a person, she's a shit bag. Um, <laughs> I, say she should, I just say she's an asshole. Yeah, tag team of the year, bro. Um, I have two. One of them is just from a you just can't, you know, argue with the statistics. Is the acclaimed? There's no reason they should be as over as they are. Um, I personally think the scissoring thing got old after the fucking like third time. Uh, but it's fucking the biggest thing in the world right now. You got fucking you got football players fucking scissoring each other after touchdowns and shit now. Like shit's getting big. You know, it's 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 the next suck it. It's this generation suck it. Isn't that wild? It it's weird. I I used to enjoy a good scissoring. And uh now 
it's been ruined. It's been ruined. But hey, uh, scissor me, daddy ass. I guess is the term everybody's using. Yeah, I mean it's that, I mean, weird. just for that reason, they organically just got over in a in a huge way, you know. Yeah. And it makes me feel old right now. I feel like most parents felt during DX, like they're telling everybody to suck it to fuck. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I, right I was literally just thinking, like when I was a kid, I loved this shit. But now as a parent, I've got a son who's coming up, and he literally models his life after everything he sees. Yeah. Do I want him going to school and telling his teacher, "Scissor me"? Yeah. <laughs> like, just like our parents didn't want us going and telling our principal to suck it do i <laughs> want did. that do i want that part of me is yes <laughs> for the laugh but for the laugh because i'm gonna laugh my wife on the other hand is going to stab me with scissors with scissors like an arn anderson your ass i will find that shit funny if they, well, that'd be a glock <laughs> no the arn anderson sid vicious story you know that one well i know i know yeah yeah, uh, yeah buff, buff bagwell my gave joke, me well, yeah, Buff Bagwell gave me a straight up in person. Like he told me because he was right there when I happened. He told me that story. It's crazy. Speaking I don't of, believe it. If it came from him, I'd forget wow. that the thing even happened if Buff told me the story. Oh, man. Buff's great, dude. He's also full of shit a lot. Well, he was there. It's that's proven by fact. He's like fucking down the hall, maybe. It happened right in his room, according to him. Of course, he was probably. Yeah. <laughs> what i'm saying but hey buff if you're listening dude i know you're not you're a cool guy love you man we'll see you january 28th yeah we'll see <laughs> if you're not in rehab oh uh and the one that i actually like ftr yeah yeah they're, they're on mine it's yeah. fucking good you can't deny how many i mean how many tag team titles did they hold a lot a fucking lot. They're about you to know. defend the IWGP titles and yep. Wrestle Kingdom. I'm upset they're probably going to lose it because they're going as fucking Yoshihashi and Goto. But you know, I'm going to watch regard. Dude, I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be a good fucking show. Yeah, yeah. FTR is uh, tag team of the year in my opinion for Fantastic. anything outside of WWE. They are the top of the the, the pedestal. You know, Scott Armstrong would agree, and <laughs> he even said it. They are. You know they're up there, and my other tag team would probably be the uh, the Usos, just for you know the the pure fact of what they've been doing with this Bloodline storyline, as well as undisputed tag team champions for so long, and the matches they've had this year, and the the storylines they've had, and things like that. Man, just can't be denied. First time I met uh, Heath, formerly known Heath Slater. First time I met him, three I man band. I told him that my. Uh, the first show that I ever went to, you know, cause I, I didn't see a wrestling show until late. I think I was like 27. I think I saw my first wrestling show. It was a SmackDown taping in Baton Rouge and the dark match was Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos. And I told Heath that the first time I met him and he said, baby, let me tell you something. Anytime I work the Usos as the same shit as a night off, baby. <laughs> He fucking loved it, dude. He was like, man, you don't do nothing in a Usos match. They do all the work, baby. You, if wrestling doesn't pan out for you, you've got a great long career as a as a voiceover artist. I love, dude. I do, I do that shit too quick. I've done a voiceover before. I didn't get any credit for it. As but, the puppet? Uh, <laughs> no, but this was right. Uh, I was practicing for the puppet. I knew the puppet thing was going to happen at this point. No, last year... Nah, not this Christmas, 2022, but 2021 Christmas. Um, Zicky did a uh, did a a commercial for those boxers with the fucking ball sack hammock. 
Yeah, he yeah. did a commercial for them that was like a Christmas themed commercial, and he had asked me. He was like, "Hey, can you write like a Christmas themed poem that I could use in here?" And I wrote the poem, and it was fucking funny, and gave it to him. And then he was like, "Ah, oh, that's cool. Can you do the voiceover too?" <laughs> so I had to fucking. If you find that that commercial is actually on his, I think his YouTube page, uh, the Shinesty Ball Hammock or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's uh, you hear me doing the voiceover of the poem that I also wrote. So I have done some voiceover. Uh, I need some of them banana hammock, ball hammock. Uh, I didn't care for them. Like at first really? I did, but after like two or three wears, I was like, I don't really like these. Though I wear culprit underwear now. It feels just like you're going commando. I wear uh, whatever my mom buys me for Christmas, and then I wear them until they have holes, and then the next Christmas comes and I get another pack. I in was fact, about I was about that life, but let me tell you something, dog. These 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 thirty five dollar culprits I'm wearing though, they are fucking good. You know, Manscaped sent me some boxers, dude, with my with my razor because that's what I I have a Manscaped razor that I use to trim my pubes, mm-hmm. and uh, they sent me a pair of underwears, and they are comfortable as shit. That's what's up. My wife sleeps in them now, but That's she fuck. realized how comfortable they are. Manscaped, if you're listening, send me another pair. Yeah, my fucking 2.0 broke recently, goddammit. Y'all fucking send me a 4.0 right now. Uh, are they on the 4 now? I thought they were on the 5. I don't know. Whatever. I've, I've got the 2. I've got the 2. Fuck, the 2.0 is perfectly two. fine. Send me that one again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you got any back? Just got any just sitting in the corner. Yeah, just... fucking send me. I don't give a damn. 3.0, yeah, whatever sure. the fuck. I don't even remember 3.0 happening. Send that shit to me. Heck yes. I need to shave my balls, guys. It's getting wild. <laughs> it's a forest down there. He's 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 planning on sharpening a machete tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, buddy. Feud Feud of the year. What you got? Feud of the year? Brother, it's FTR and Briscoes. What are we talking about? It's fucking FTR and Briscoes. You see those matches? Those yeah. are good fucking wrestling matches. Yes, yes, I have. I did see those matches. And they had they had such a compelling feud and told a fantastic story, and the Briscoes weren't allowed on TV once. Yeah. yeah. Almost didn't even talk about it on fucking TV. It all <laughs> relied on those fucking cell phone promos at the goddamn chicken farm. FTR, whoop your ass, boy. Yeah, you tell them we're going to whoop their ass, Jay. That's right. That's all it is. That's all, we, that's all the storytelling we needed. Oh, my God. That's great. That's great. And the matches were fantastic. Uh, fantastic matches. Phenomenal storytelling. Zicky F- was telling me a story one time about the Briscoes whenever they worked a couple of uh, the shows for Impact. And he said it was backstage and Mark was telling him he just sold like a million chickens. Now, I don't know if he said a million chickens as in that was the number of chickens he sold or if he sold enough chickens that the profit that he received for selling said chickens was a million dollars. Are they running a chicken fighting ring? No, they, they have a like chicken farm. Fighting. They farm chickens. Oh man, dude! So we had like a chicken farm here in the in the town I live in, and they, uh, dude, they got caught with like cockfighting, like That's chicken fighting, and like. I mean, 40 why not? People, I mean, you get curious. You got that many chickens. You're like, fuck, are we only two? Forty of them. people went to jail. It was huge. It was in the paper. And one of them was the guy I went to school with. And I was like, oh, my God, he's into cockfighting. And turned out we really found out how much into cockfighting he was in when he went to jail. That's what's up. My dad worked at a – when I was a kid, he worked at like a fucking – 
uh, Calmain eggs, the people that supply like the eggs for like basically every fucking brand of eggs in the world. He worked for Calmain, so they had like all the chickens and they just shit out eggs all fucking day. You know, I gotta ask him, you know, right? after hours, did you guys grab a couple of the chickens and, you know, have them settle their differences? I got $50 on Big Red. I never attended a chicken fighting event, but I bet it was interesting to say the least. I bet it's like I bet it's like in any like like I bet I bet a chicken fighting like like event is like any backyard wrestling that's for free. Like you've got the ring set up on blocks. You've got one of them's a little more frowned upon than the other. You've got like a blue tarp with like some laser pointers. (laughs) Well, in in backyard wrestling, the goal isn't actually to kill the other guy. Cockfighting the sure? one of those motherfuckers. Sure? Have you die. seen some of these backyard wrestling matches? Like I've seen guys get slammed on cinder blocks. Yeah, they wind up killing each other, but it's by accident. <laughs> That's what I meant. It's that dumbass superhuman. How is that motherfucker not dead? Like I just I don't I don't get all of it. But hey, whatever you guys love to do, do it. Not on just, me. Yeah, just don't do it anywhere near me. <laughs> what were we talking about with that legend uh, of that? Feud of the year. Chicken fighting, cock. We went chicken on chicken. Fight. Oh, yeah, cock fighting. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, no, yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to go look at cock fighting, but like if I was like in Mexico or something, and yeah, it was yeah, like it was. there in front of me wherever I was standing, I'm mean, like, I'll go check that out. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'll bet sure. 10 bucks. The red one looks tough. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I don't have a feud of the year, man. There was a lot of good feuds, but nothing really stood out to me as like, you know, just, mind-blowingly solid spoken like a man that does not subscribe to the briscoes on twitter and that's gonna do it for this week's special edition of main event heat i hope you guys enjoy that episode uh i as i'm recording the outro now i just got finished editing i i just uh I'm, i'm in the process of getting everything together for this episode right now and i noticed that I think what Mike sent me is a little corrupted because I'm missing probably at least a half an hour's worth of, of extra content because we didn't even get to the the match of the year, which I remember I told him the match of the year for me was Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. And that's not even in this recording. Like it kind of just where it kind of just stops where it stopped. Um, so at, may, this gives him an opportunity. Mike, Mike if you want to go ahead and, and put this up, as a bury the gimmick episode, here's your chance. You can still totally do it if you have the the uncorrupted copy of this. But we we still got a, a hell of a lot of good content out of this. I hope you guys enjoyed our our hot takes, our opinions on some of the bright and not so bright spots of wrestling in 2022. I hope you liked my Briscoes impression. I uh, I now that I've heard them back, I think the Jay Briscoe one could use some work, but I think the Mark one's pretty decent. I think my Mark Briscoe's pretty pretty all right. So I'm looking forward to to practicing. I'm looking forward to practicing that shit for sure. But uh, what do you guys think about the opinions? What did you guys think about about some of the maybe some of the predictions? I I remember so now this was actually sooner than I thought it was. I thought we filmed this like after Wrestle Kingdom. No, we filmed this like I think the day before Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm talking about how Mercedes Money. There's no way she's gonna actually be there. It's probably gonna be a video package. Boy, was I fucking wrong. And that happens every once in a while. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I can tell you something that there's also not anything wrong with. That's Colorado. 
HollerOnElbow.com. Go over there right now, pick you up some badass t-shirts, use the promo code HEAT to save you a couple of bucks, or you can go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, pick up a couple of t-shirts over there, that's good shit too. Follow me on social media, at SweetSexyRob on Twitter, on Instagram. Thank you everybody once again for tuning in to this episode of Main Event Heat, and until next time, thanks for hanging out.